Welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share their practical, tactical advice and some inspiration on how they arrived at career and life satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we are breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch those Sunday blues. Welcome to No More Mondays. Hello and welcome to No More Mondays. You can probably already hear Rebecca laughing. We are about to have a good time. I am your host, Angie Callen. And have you ever met somebody who is not only just a good time, but also has done a ton in their career? And you're like, wait, you're only like 28. How have you how is this even possible? Uh, well, get ready, because Rebecca Lepard is going to make you question a lot of things about your life. She has created a really amazing career path from herself for herself. She did some pretty cool things as a young editor in a popular parenting magazine. She's the first person of color uh, to be the editor in chief uh, at Open Door magazine. She landed herself in the big time. She was even a director of PR at a five-star hotel in Jakarta before the age of 30. All of that helped her springboard into turbulent tech and consulting. So she and I share some, some commonalities there. And that finally led her to the UK, where she calls home. And then she decided to hang all of this up, this cushy career, and do something more meaningful, which you all know I love to talk about. So now she's helping women climb their own career ladder. And we're going to find out more about how she does it because she's kind of like the Toms of the career <laughs> world. Take one pro bono client for every paid client. Uh, she has even me rethinking my approach to career coaching. So let's learn from and be inspired by her today. Rebecca, welcome to No More Mondays. Thank you so much. Yeah, is it is it because this is a Tuesday? <laughs> oh, no, it's a Wednesday. Actually, no, because it's Wednesday. <laughs> And you all have to know. So I all I have to fill you all in on just a little like behind the scenes secret and also a plug that literally Rebecca and I just rolled over mm-hmm. from recording me as a guest on the Career Sisterhood podcast. So I highly encourage you to listen to that episode as well, because I think the two together are one going to be really fun and two will give you kind of two sides of, of this yeah. story you know, as Rebecca and I share different tips and just insights into growing career and business. This is a perfect place to start because I would love for you to tell everybody a little bit about what you are doing uh, with with upgrading women. And and I, I love it. I loved in your bio, bio, you're the self-proclaimed Uber of the of women's professional growth. So tell everybody yeah. a little bit more about the work you're doing today. And then we're going to tell them how you got here, because I think it's going to be an interesting way to connect the dots. Yes. So I founded Upgrading Women. It is a communications training and consulting company that serves women who are looking to get ahead. So in my mind, I'm like, baby girl, I'm your, imagine Ryan Gosling saying this, baby girl, (laughs) hey girl, I'm your Uber driver. Where do you want to go? You want to be at C-suite office by 2024? I'll take you there. Or Rebecca, I have a side hustle and I want to jump off ship and make that side hustle um, an actual proper business. I'll take you there. So all in all, my mission is to get women into the economy. And once they're there, help them thrive. And also, here's a secret stuff that I learned from the Chinese community. 
So they're great. They're the one empire that still stands, like British Empire, goodbye. Um, and the rest are crumbling down. But the Chinese Empire is still there because they keep the economy within themselves. So I want women to keep the economy within ourselves, meaning that if you need a website, find intentionally a female web designer. You need a, a headshot done, find a female photographer. Like why? Um, well, A, if the result is going to be the same, A, you're going to be helping another woman. And B, I tell you what, the result is going to be better because we we come with all the parts. <laughs> so that is what I do. I am like, uh, I'm a crazy, I'm a batshit crazy feminist lady wearing pink and tell people to she is wearing all pink everybody i noticed it as soon as we got on your podcast like pink lipstick matches the pink shirt matches pink nails uh so that gives you a visual and then you got you've got me oh and she's got a pink mic and then let me just tell you right now i'm over here and we got on rebecca's podcast i'm like do you record video and she's like yeah i'm like let me put my glasses on because i didn't put any makeup on <laughs> my goggle tan and my flannel shirt we are a pair and i really love this idea of building up individual women who kind of, let's say, have a goal or they have a roadmap and they need that transportation to help them arrive yeah. there. But this is all within kind of like the greater goal to build this ecosystem of women who empower and support and build each other up. Yes, we want to be that hashtag hype women, right? Like you and I, I mean, a lot of people would, why would two, say, career coach uh, be hyping each other, attend their each other's podcasts? Mm -hmm. Aren't you supposed to be competing? No, we want to. No, be, no, I think it's the perspective. It used to be that way because and because we even play in similar ballparks and specializing in tech, too. Mm. So it's 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 a very good comparison to make. We we talked about on your podcast being of a similar age and generation. Mm -hmm. I love that things have changed and shifted from that, you know, more competitive female landscape and because we are terrible, we can be terrible at that to having mm -hmm. much more awareness around this. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. When we see other, especially business owners or, or even uh, fellow career women, oh, this person just uh, or uh, just got a promotion, etc. And you feel the FOMO. You know, instead of clapping for her, clapping for more women in the leadership position, women actually being there where designs are drawn, where decisions are being made. Yes. If anything, I'm envious with my daughter's generation. We are now working so hard and their generation is going to be so cool. It will be, I can so imagine their generation is going to be that Wonder Woman uh, movie, you know, just all women. I love that. Embracing each other. And the men would be, for example, editing our podcast. Hi, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Rebecca and I are having a good time because uh, Jim is not here. It is an admittedly giant powder day here and, and he gets to go ski and I don't. So we have to fix that, too. <laughs> but he's usually sitting in the back end of these conversations. And so I don't I don't uh, make fun of him quite as much. It's way more fun to do when he's not around, <laughs> especially when we're talking about like women power. Yeah. But I, I love the idea that I love the idea that it's not only about like 
what women and the community of women are doing now, but how that will trickle down to other generations who won't may may already may get to experience this mm-hmm. in a, in kind of a more whole way instead of in the transition to to it. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm so proud to know as well that even so, I have on top of that daughter, <laughs> I have two boys. So I am also responsible of uh, showing them boys how women lead. And again, I will be envious to the women working alongside them. And I will be so happy that there there shall not be a hashtag me too anymore in their generation. That's an amazing thing to to envision. And so let's rewind a minute because uh, you you from a career perspective, quote unquote, grew up in a very competitive space mm. of PR and were able to accomplish a lot. And I, I threw out a couple of the highlights of that journey kind of in the intro, yeah. but would love to dig into this narrative a little bit more mm-hmm. of how were you able to to climb to climb that ladder? One thing that I rarely tell anyone, this is a secret. I never say that on LinkedIn publicly. My biggest um, jump in the career ladder um, is because I had a long distance relationship with my boyfriend. <laughs> my boyfriend lives, lived in, in Honolulu. So we had 17 hours difference. Therefore, I had no distraction. So in my early 20s, I had a virtually no boyfriend. And this is before Skype. All right. So <laughs> 17 hour difference. The time I'm awake, he's asleep. Advice and those phone calls weren't cheap. So yeah, yeah. there's no jet airways, what have you, Spirit Airlines. So so yeah, we saw three years. Thank relationship, God, <laughs> three years relationship. We saw each other four times. People at work were like, "Is that an imaginary boyfriend, Rebecca? Are you just making him up?" <laughs> but yeah, so. Um, not having someone to lure me uh, allowed me to then put my hours in. And I was always, you know, the first the first in, the last out. But at the same time, and I'll caveat that hard work alone um, will only take you so far. And literally, because then when you you've been promoted, Eventually, you will have to then lead and manage people. And there's no other way to manage people other than the need to use your soft skills, which nobody teach how to do. So that is that is the next secret. The first secret is the hard work and actually churning out, producing what you're supposed to be producing. And then after that, what do you do when you want to manage people? I, will, I first became a people manager when I was 24. What do you know when you're 24? Right. And I and I tell you, because I have a good sense of humor, in case you cannot tell, I then admittedly uh, I admitted to everyone that, hey, I don't know everything. If I make mistakes and I was in the editorial uh, desk. So if I have a typo, feel free to circle it with a red pen and point it out to me and we will have a good laugh together. So that gives permission to people uh, who were at the time were like five, six years older than me to say, oh, she's not going to be this little shits bossing us around. She understands that we're all human 
and we will have typos. Ah, the 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 idea that we're all human has been coming up a lot in the last few days. But instead of going down that diatribe, I love that you hit on this idea that hard work is not enough. And I'm actually reminded of a, a very early on podcast episode of No More Mondays with a guest named Jeff Shannon. So we'll actually give you all throwback. He literally has a book called Hard Work is Not Enough. Oh, and I love it because it, it kind of pairs with this idea that because I'm with you, Rebecca, I'm a workhorse. And that's yeah. how I moved up the, the ladder when I was an engineer. It's how I've I have grown my business. And it's because I will nearly kill myself to to generate outcomes that I mm. want. And it is not the healthiest thing. Mm. I admit it. It's also part of the perspective on helping other people have a little bit more balance because I know I'm not as good at it as I should be. <laughs> um, however, I think that there's that idea of like, be the workhorse when you can be the workhorse, you know, yeah. whether that's have kids early, do it later or do it early and then have kids after whatever. Or have a long distance boyfriend. <laughs> or have a long distance. I have so many questions about that and I'm just <laughs> letting it go. <laughs> We can, I will answer it off air. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but then the second part is that kind of idea of like being a step ahead and looking at the skills you will need in the next step mm-hmm. instead of getting to the next step and going, oh shit, I should have built these skills. Yes. And then that third piece, and this is why you and I get along so well, is like, I, I take that whole like perfection. I'm a human thing is like you don't take yourself too seriously. You take your work seriously. Yeah. But I think that we get really caught up in like taking ourselves so seriously that we can't take criticisms. Mm-hmm. You can't laugh. And then you become this like super serious person. And and people don't resonate with that necessarily enough. So I like that little like trifecta of how you can uh, dictate and 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 achieve the that goal or growth that you want to see. Yes. Well, thank you for summarizing that. <laughs> summarizing that. And, and, and to add to that is um, uh, another piece that we often forget is the culture piece. I'm Asian, in case you cannot tell. I was born and bred in Indonesia. And Indonesia, just like the entire continent of Asia, seniority comes first and men comes first. So being a young woman in the workforce is, well, tough luck. You just have to prove yourself. And even after you prove yourself, you still have to bow down to seniority. So that is also the reason why not taking yourself too seriously will help. If you watch Big Bang Theory and, you know, Sheldon always, I was that young Sheldon. I was like, but I know everything, but I'm genius. <laughs> but that won't, <laughs> that won't fly in an Asian culture. It would be like, hey, you're younger than me. Even by two weeks, you will still have to respect me. That's an interesting, it's like you become almost conditioned to it. So I feel like what you just, what you just did though, was, was paint a picture of how almost big of a deal it was to become the director of a P of PR Mm -hmm. in a five-star hotel in Jakarta Mm -hmm. at what, like age 30. That was, that was a, a big deal because of the culture. I think so, because a lot of people hated me for it. (laughs) And, and you know, you've made it when you have haters. (laughs) That is a metric for success. But the cattiness, the bullying happened as well. And for me, I took it 
oh, I'm being bullied. I have arrived. <laughs> Which is exactly the opposite of what most people would do. They would take it really personally. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious from a, so we're going to side note for a second. And then I mm-hmm. want to come back to that exact point. Yeah. Where in, where in your career journey and your growth mm-hmm. into kind of executive leadership, mm-hmm. did your family come in and how did you balance all that? Oh, gosh, two months. So I took on that five-star job two months after I gave birth. So I was married and I was, I, I knew I was going to, to give birth in a few months. And I was like, Ooh, I don't think I'll, I'll be a good mother if I stayed home. Again, this is very Asian. I'm, I'm married to a, a white British person and I didn't have to ask for his permission, but I did <laughs> compel to like, dear husband, um, will you allow me to take up on this full-time job? It's like, what what's going to happen with that baby? Oh, good question. So we moved um, our apartment to literally walking distance from the hotel I was working for. Oh, that's just smart. So I was like, I said, look, whatever is happening to that baby, I will be literally walking distance away from home. So, <laughs> so I paid a lot of money to uh, to be able to uh, move into apartment that is located right behind a five star hotel. Um, so yeah, so that was my. You do what you got to do. Exactly, and and everybody's like, Rebecca, is that a fi- a good financial decision? No, it is not. But it's a good career decision. It's a good relationship decision. It's a good parenting decision. I cannot take all the boxes, but I did take some. You know. I, this is, you brought up something that I didn't even know we were going to talk about. And that is where finances fit into decision-making because obviously you can't be reckless. You cannot be reckless. Mm -hmm. However, if you make decisions purely based on finances, you're rare, rarely are you going to get in that Uber and land where you want to land. I'm just, just going to put that out there. And so, so tying back to this whole idea of like, you're balancing the family uh, you are navigating this, you know, corner office yeah. with the cattiness and all that kind of stuff. What lessons came out of that experience that inform what you're doing with upgrading women today? That I know that women can do so much with time given. Like I, I knew I had to pump my my breast every few a uh, few hours, so I have an actual physical deadline. Otherwise, my if 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 the meeting goes too long, and this happened a few times, my uh my milk leaked through my through my bra, my blouse, and my blazer. Okay, we know how much people waste time on meetings, and because of an actual physical alarm, like a heart stop. Because literally your tits gets really hard. That is one. <laughs> <laughs> so so I was always in the mode of let's get this done. Enough talking and so on and so forth. And then why do I have to be on t- uh, home on time? Well, I have to put the baby to sleep and release the nanny and, and, and so on. And then, well, eventually meet my husband. <laughs> and then um, that means... Um, I delegate, I know which project not to take on. And I tell you, this five-star hotel had, um, eight restaurants. 
and each restaurants have their own branding, their own market, their own whatever festivities. Each restaurants have their own Christmas parties and, and so on. So it's a lot. So every, so it's it doesn't mean that every time there's a colleague, the restaurant manager from restaurant A come to me, Rebecca, I need a press release. I push back and say, why why do you need me to to do a press release for you? Well, I have a new offering. What is the new offering? It's an ice cream. What? <laughs> why? <laughs> so so because does not require a press release. Exactly. That's a social media. Like, if that ice cream, you, <laughs> you know, it's not it's not news worthy. I'm sorry. We will. Uh, it's it's a hot country. Everybody has ice cream. Move along. So I learn from that that. Because you're a woman, you're a mother, you have your own, you have your own shit to deal with and you have your period, etc. Um, or your menopausal, you have an actual deadline. And because of that deadline, you don't um, treat your time willy nilly. You will force yourself to be so productive. And this is why I'm, I'm campaigning for women. You can, if you keep the receipt, show the receipt, you can get promoted, stay, don't give up on your career. Don't say that, well, I have kids now, so I'm going to just quit because my boss is demanding. No, you can, but, and this is how, and I have done it. Yeah. So it's that idea that you're you're almost I, I love that message, by the way, that's mm-hmm. like you don't have to choose one or the other anymore. Career versus family. Yeah. And now if you want to choose one or the other, you can, but you don't have to pick. There is mm-hmm. a way to balance it. And in and to some extent, it almost becomes a little bit of an asset because you become super prioritized and, and efficient mm-hmm. in your work because you kind of have to. So. I kind of love all that. And I'm curious now where would where because, you know, obviously newsflash, everybody moved on. Rebecca has her own business. What was the catalyst there? What was the tipping point that made you decide to make this this change and kind of go all in on upgrading women? So I moved to England in June 2020, the year we will never forget. Very well put. Yeah. And of course, I had to wait. This little brown immigrant had to wait for 13 months to get the visa because everything was shut, right? And I had zero social capital. The only working person in this country that I knew was my sister-in-law. So I had zero social capital. And I applied for jobs after I got my my visa. And I made a stupid mistake that sh- should not be considered a mistake, but here you are in the reality. And I um, the mistake was that I was telling potential hiring managers that I have small children. Mm. And of course, they politely said no. Of course, they they wouldn't say that it was because of that. But in the in the interview questions, like, Are you sure you can commute? So I was like, hmm. So A, I should not have said that I have children. And B, I'm like, but but it should have been fine, you know? So that's why I'm like, all right, I'm sure it's not just me. I'm going to just build um, a consulting business so that I can consult women on even if the secret's out, you have children, you can still make it. And in fact, you can still make it in tech, which is the most, this day, to, 
um, these days, the most lucrative career choice that you can make. This is the new oil and gas trend, right? And mm-hmm. I don't want women to be losing out from the most lucrative industry in the world just because the industry is so, dare I say it, toxic. Um, but yeah, we should be able to male dominated. Male dominated. What isn't male dominated? Teaching and nursing. Yeah, it's a good point, right? <laughs> it's it's yeah there's it's sad that some of those stigmas are still there but it's yeah. 100% true yeah 100% um and i was just debating this with with someone and said yeah but um it's just that uh it's just natural no no before in in the even in stem subject in biology um as soon as it becomes female dominated the salary range go down can you believe that how annoying yeah to say the least so yeah that was that was how i i brought all my life um experiences my work experiences into upgrading women because i know women just like you need to upgrade your software um every time you need upgrading because you need to stay in the workforce i don't want women to get out of the workforce because it's going to be a fucking dangerous <laughs> world if tech, the tech in our generation and our children's generation is designed solely by white men. Oh, you also brought the, you also brought the race thing in there. But yeah, tech is white is white man's land. Mm-hmm. And here here is I want to I want to like now move into some advice stuff because you yeah. just queued this up perfectly is what advice do you have for women out there who are trying to navigate this? And this could be white man's land of engineering. Mm -hmm. Uh, This could be how to like level up a ladder Um, underrepresented groups. I know that's a huge passion of yours. Mm -hmm. Like what do we, what do we do to be able to get where we want to go? Women, when we're ambitious, God forbid we can do everything and, Unfortunately, the quote unquote God that people seem to be worshiping these days do forbid women to, to do stuff. So this is what I did. And, and this is easy for you to do. consume a ungodly hours, um, ungodly amount of content. I consumed like a hundred audiobooks a year and about a thousand podcast episodes so I have these categories in, in my head. Okay, am I in the mood to be motivated, inspired? Or am I in the mood to actually learn something technical? Do I need to learn about SEO? Do I need to learn about web design? Just so that even when I'm uh, commissioning someone to do the work, I know how to um, hire them and I know how to... Um, assure the quality this is this is what i'm getting so yeah educate yourself again upgrade yourself and yeah and get this i didn't even have the visa okay so during my um quote unquote illegal uh immigration situation i took unpaid work just so that i have that i can use the output as my portfolio and eventually, when I decided to build my own business, I, I already have a good case. I have good contact. So, yeah, 
if you say, well, nobody's going to give me work. Okay, take up uh, voluntary work or um, ask your friend who's building a business. Oh, hey, can I do something for you that I'm really good at? But can I use that as, a, as an example um, for, for my next job? You know, so, so yeah, get upgraded in, in everything that you do, your, your, your software and, and um, you know, the hardware, which is your portfolio. So I want to I want to circle back and say, Rec and I aren't hating on men or white men at all. Mm -hmm. We're both married to to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However, I think that I think the message here is for those of you of that type listening. It is different for women trying to navigate these male dominated environments or trying to, quote unquote, you know, grow a corporate ladder and push against a norm that tends to provide naturally provide more mm -hmm. opportunities for mm -hmm. men and particularly mm -hmm. white men yeah. than it does for women where we have to be ambitious to obtain them. They aren't handed. They aren't they I don't want to say handed. That's unfair. We have to work harder to get mm -hmm. the same opportunities. And I mm -hmm. and what and, and the piece of advice that I want to like really focus on here for the women out there is don't allow society to take away your ambition. Yes. And another thing is, of course, um, I'm going to tell you uh like a one-liner of my story that i always say to people hey you have no excuses because i have three children under the age of 10 um i'm a survivor of endometriosis and i live in a foreign land english is not my first language i don't have a master's degree phd my bachelor's degree was not taught in english and therefore i'm not um eligible to apply to a master's degree program here in the UK. So many things that people take for granted, I don't even have. So those of you who have a bit more than what uh, than what I have, I think um, going from the place of gratitude will will do you wonders because then your mindset will will be more of a growth mindset seeing that Oh yeah, actually the fact that I live in a first world country, that's quote unquote luck that I'm not in a war torn country. So yeah, don't be complacent. Uh, any hardship that you have, use that as like, okay, this, when I'm king, <laughs> when I'm successful, I'm going to then tell everyone that, hey, even though I have, you know, insert a hardship, even though I have this, I can still succeed. It goes back to we all have circumstances. We've all yes. seen that meme. Be kind because you never know what somebody else is going through. Mm -hmm. We're all going through something. Yeah. Those some things are often relative to, you know, other bigger factors in, in our lives. For instance, you know, me being born into probably more white privilege by comparison than, yeah. you know, your experience in Indonesia and then and, and, and being an immigrant. But we mm -hmm. all have we all have. Yeah. at least a thing. And yeah. it's very easy to use the thing as an excuse mm -hmm. instead of an enabler. Yes. And I think you have to be really careful to, and that's where I love the gratitude piece because that's where enablement and gratitude really put you in that like abundance mindset versus mm -hmm. the victim and scarcity mindset of like, oh, well, here's my circumstance. I, I therefore cannot do whatever X is. Yes. And, um, and people rarely think this, even a personality can be an excuse for growth. Like, oh, but I'm an introvert. 
that's fine. It doesn't mean that you have to dance on TikTok all the time, you know. And even on TikTok, you can point the camera the other way and do a point of view uh, video. There is a way around it, around anything, when you have a growth mindset and abundance mindset. And then, you know, the fact that there are two coaches in a, in the tech community uh, talking um to each other and we are hyping each other that should clue you in that there's enough food for everyone in this planet i literally had somebody ask me that yesterday it was uh somebody who kind of is interested in becoming a coach and they were like but it just feels so crowded and i'm like there is a there's a market for every product at every price point and you will resonate with the right one and mm. like you said there's enough food to go around and as um as we kind of steer towards i guess wrapping up this episode which mm-hmm. feels like it should be so far off because we have so much to talk about i want to go back to that that idea that you said at the beginning of kind of that hard work building soft skills and mm. not taking yourself too seriously is maybe can we call that a little recipe yeah a little recipe let's let's talk about point 2 for a second which is that building a soft skills cuz i know you focus a lot on helping women, you know, upgrade via stronger communication skills. So mm-hmm. give us all three, three tips, three tips yeah. on what we can do to communicate better, either in the workplace or in our career growth. Okay. One, go back to basics. The basic math of communications is absolutely, don't think about it. This is going to be, oh, this is going to be the latest algorithm. No, the basic math is always source who you are, um and message what you want to say and the receiver the audience so that's always been the basic math so now if you're communicating to your stakeholders whoever it is you have to have a um, a dossier (laughs) you have to map them what is on top of their mind and how and especially find out their pain if your boss's pain is because she has a very, let's just say, messy folder in 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 her Google Drive. Then show up to her and say, "Hey, I just figure out the best way to organize uh, the Google Drive, and this is the way. If you let me um, tidy it up for you uh, before our next meeting or before our next whatever conference." Uh, I'll be happy to to take it on on next Tuesday. You will be like, oh, you will be that drop of water after a long journey in the desert. So be that. So go to um, to see your your audience, their pain point and be the pain reliever. So, yeah, the math is 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 that simple. What does the audience want to hear, to see t- for you to to do? And secondly, create boundaries. And this is what I do at my company at Upgrading Women. We set up, okay, emails, and we have to agree on this, of course. Emails is to be answered within the next 24 hours. If you want something to be answered within four hours, use Slack. That's what we use anyway. You can do this uh, on your own um, uh, software. So we use Slack. And for anything that needs answering like right now, use WhatsApp. For anything that is super duper emergency, phone call. So having that set up within your team, uh, 
or maybe if you work in a large organization, you cannot change everybody, all that 10,000 of them, just within your team, make a, make a pact. Like, this is how we communicate, all right? So that boundaries will absolutely be the super safe, <clears throat> saver of the miscommunications, misalignment, all the misses. And number three, and I think I mentioned this earlier, sense of humor this is back in the day of, um, so before Tinder, when people want to find um, a mate uh, or a date on newspaper, we put up an ad and it says, uh, men looking for a female, G-S-O-H, good sense of humor. So to a point, and there was an actual term for it back in the day, back in the newspaper day. So good sense of humor will go a long, long way because A, as, as, as Maya Angelou say, you will be remembered because of how you make them feel. And B, it also relieve a lot of tension and, and anxiety and, and all of that. And when you're anxious, you tend to say the wrong thing anyway. So may as well just make a good laugh about whatever when you when you tumble make it a dance you know so yeah go back to a basic math source message receiver study your audience and be set up boundaries in terms of uh, the various ways you communicate and see humor g-s-o-h good sense of humor just have a good time, people. It's good. You you just made me give a flashback. I used to. OK, do not judge me. I used to dream about being a Craigslist misconnection way back in the day before there was like dating apps. Luckily, I've never had to use them because mm. I met Jim in real life before dating apps were a thing. However, I think that there's this like the humor part I realize has come up a couple times, but yeah. it's it's so legitimate because I think it helps. It helps both internally and externally. Mm. It helps it helps you receive criticism in a way in a way that is less severe and things can kind of roll off your back. But it also helps endear people to you. There's a reason GSOH was in newspaper ads back in the day mm -hmm. and just be that person. Yes. Like, why? Why be the bitch? I think that will be. <laughs> <laughs> what does anybody have to gain from that, people? Exactly. Even if you work in a serious environment, bring some levity, everyone. Yeah. Don't be a bitch. Don't be a dick. We all want to have a good life. Life already sucks. So pepper. Why be miserable in a miserable situation? I, I feel like I want to title this episode. <laughs> I feel like I want to title this episode. Don't be a bitch, G-S-O-H. <laughs> a bitch looking for oh. a dick. Dot. G-S-O-H. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, Rebecca. So as you and I laugh us off into, into, uh, into to eternity, tell everybody where we can tune into you and your great tips and your humor. I know you have a, a podcast, clearly, because I was on it. And uh, and also just resources you have avail available. So shameless plug. How do we find you? Oh, go to LinkedIn. It's Rebecca Leppard, L-E-P-P-A-R-D. So and if you see anything pink popping <laughs> in your LinkedIn, it would be it would That's her. be me. So, yeah, find me on LinkedIn. I'll be there. 
I'll be on a podcast called Career Sisterhood where Angie will be there too. And yeah, be our listener number four. <laughs> yeah, there. we were joking about that on her episode. And I told her she's not allowed to say that anymore because I got yelled at by that guy behind the camera who isn't there today. He's like, stop it. It's devaluing your podcast. So I'm going to tell you the same thing, Rebecca. But you can find her. She's part of my network. Uh, she and I will fill up your news feed with all mm-hmm. kinds of pink and tips And uh, we're also going to link everything, both the podcast and uh, Rebecca's contact to the show notes here on No More Mondays. And uh, because I found it hilarious, I do need you to tell us your word for Monday. Okay, my Monday is child free. Again, I have three kids under 10 and they have me hostage for 48 hours of the weekend. So come Monday morning, I catch up on everything. So even laundry is holiday. (laughs) Every working mom out there just went, oh, she said it. She said it. I'm allowed to think about Mondays that way. All right. So as we kind of wrap things up, which I'm sad to do, we're going to have to do this again or kind of have that yet another podcast we've joked about doing, but uh, because we could banter all day. I love this. Let's give everybody one more piece of inspiration. What is your number one piece of advice on, you know, how we ditch the Sunday blues and have a more fulfilling career? Oh, finish everything that you need to um, to do for Monday morning. Finish it at some point either on Friday or sneak in some uh, time on Saturday, just like a couple of hours, sneak in something that you're supposed to be doing on Monday morning so that you wake up Monday morning thinking like, Ooh, I have already one thing ticked. That's how I cheat. Get yourself ahead. Even if you do it on Friday before you're ending, before you leave work, so mm-hmm. you don't spend weekend time on it. Yeah. That idea of like, what is it? Don't put off to today. Don't put off to tomorrow. What you could do today. Get yourself ahead so you actually, you know, have that little like, because, you know, checking boxes, especially Uh for those women out there, actually does create some endorphins for us. So I love this tip. Check a box off before you even need to check it off. Yes, exactly. I'll guarantee you, you wake up on Monday morning with an orgasm. There you have it. That is Rebecca Leopard, everybody. In a nutshell, thank you so much for being a very candid guest here on No More Mondays, joining the No More Mondays movement, as you and I really do work together to help women. I don't only focus on women, but help everybody really uh, achieve career goals and feel empowered to do so. I appreciate you and and I'm so grateful you were here. And I you. Thanks, Angie. Rebecca has given you all great advice, and we hope that you will tune into both episodes to hear the full story of everything she and I have have got to uh, got to chuckle about. And for all of those of you out there listening, I would love for you to subscribe to No More Mondays. Leave us a five star rating so that Rebecca and I have some motivation to start yet another podcast together. It is also a huge help as she and I continue to bring these conversations to you and increasingly more people who need to hear them. If you want to grab the show notes and links from today's episode, give us comments, feedback, or drop a guest suggestion, visit us online at nomoremondays.info and I'll see you next week for another edition of No More Mondays podcast. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your life and career. Don't forget, visit us online at nomoremondays.info to get all the details, show notes, and recommendation from this episode. No More Mondays, we drop new episodes every Wednesday. 
No More Mondays is brought to you by CareerBenders, Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit us online at careerbenders.com.